0: You are listening, to a special summer edition of, The Forecast. Terrorism, has no religion. So fuck the terrorist wats.
1: and continuing with the forecast special season review doing a month by month uh month by month uh, recount of what went on in the league and uh you've got some graphs for your enjoyment uh, as well to look at if you want uh, to follow on what we're talking about uh as well as tables of numbers and we're on to november so three games in november in the uh, in the league anyway we won two drew one got seven points uh so seven points in the month, if you extrapolate that over the season, you get uh, seven out, uh, out of nine, that's 89-point finished. So that actually, seven points out of nine, sounds a lot. But it still wouldn't have been enough this season to have overtaken Chelsea. Um, in fact, I, I think even Spurs got 90 points. Know? Well, no, Spurs got 86. So we would have beaten Spurs if you would have played that month. Uh, we scored eight goals, we seeded one. Uh, and we played uh, Watford at home, we played Southampton away, and we played Sunderland at home. Uh, 6-1 against Watford, a 0-0 draw at St Mary's just after the international break, and a 2-0 win at home uh, to Sunderland, with Origi scoring an excellent goal from uh, the wide left position
2: god uh, just 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 let me get some tranquilizers here you praised him <laughs> you praised him uh,
1: so let's uh, eric do you want to lead us off on this one
3: yeah it was a brilliant month for um, it it really set us up for the next month which we will talk about and uh origi's brilliant month um but uh l- let's focus on it now um it was a bit of a forgetful month for me. Um, yeah, we we beat Watford in, in, in very very well. Um, then the international break and it was all a bit dull for me. You Not know, Watford was nice, but after twenty minutes or thirty minutes, you am right. This is done. This is in the bag. Who cares? It wasn't even such a um, such a great game to watch. It's just loads of goals, and that was it. Um, but it wasn't great football wise, I think. This was, though, the period that everybody came out saying, Jesus, this is the best team we've ever faced. Um, you know, after Southampton, I think, um, one of these guys came out and said, uh, Well, I've played against Dubai Munich, um, that beat the world, um, this is a better side, and it everybody was saying that at that point Um, but it was a bit of complacency for me at least you know Sunderland got us a bit annoyed that it took us 70 minutes and and, and a bit of a good shot just a moment out of nothing to to, to win the game winning got a, a bit of a habit by then you know okay we are good we are really good we know we are um, just, just get it done. I started watching the games, remembering that okay, um, we're going to win this game. Let's see how we, how we win this game, how we take away the three points. Instead of okay, hold on, how, how are we going to? Let's go and win this, guys. Um, it changed a bit of the feeling for me. Um, a thing I, I do remember is Sunderland. We were. Klopp was talking a lot about us being more patient and needing to be more patient. Um, And then against Sunderland, we were too patient. Um, We were really slow on the ball. Even Henderson didn't do that, that relentless passing I was talking about earlier. Um, And at some point, um, Klopp really got the crowd going. He he turned to the crowd and waved his arms and and yelled, you need to... You've got a job in here as well, guys. It's it's not just the eleven on the pitch. You need to make sound. You need need to make noise. Make create that atmosphere, in which these boys will do more. And the crowd picked up brilliantly. And I think within three minutes, uh, we scored the one 0 And after that, we basically battered them. So um, yeah. That's it for me.
1: Okay, excellent. And uh, um, Christian,
4: Watford was the high. Watford was where we climbed to the top of the table. It was a fantastic, fantastic moment. Um, um, the, the crowd at Anfield applauding um, after the final whistle of the game against Watford was uh, yeah, it was like cheering in itself. And um, so it, it was uh, that was the the high point for me of the whole season. And we never never got back uh, to that point where we felt so yeah invincible unbeatable. Um, I very much enjoyed it, and with Sultan, already we lost <laughs> the top position. Again, we're struggling with both um, the opponent team and our own play. Sunderland, yeah, nothing much to, to mention. So it was, yeah, we were already dipping, but still. Yeah, this this yeah this complacency thing that that creeped in, and it never really left us. To be honest, never really could got get rid of it.
1: Was uh, was that the first? Well, uh, just forgetting about Burnley, was that the first low block team we 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 had to come up against?
4: Burnley was the first, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Sutton Soton was was very 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 good at defending, and we. West Brom did
2: as well. Solutions. I think oh, okay. if you if you if you look at the the 6-1 hammering of Watford at home that was probably the defining point of the season because I think as Eric pointed out there people started coming out and saying this is the best team we've played against this is the best team in the league the brand of football the most difficult we went away for that international break and Southampton decided we're going to defend,
0: <laughs>
2: and they defended, and we came away with a nil-nil draw. And we thought, okay, international break, away to Southampton, nil-nil, not a not not a not a bad result, not a great result, but not a bad result. And then Sunderland came to Anfield, and the crowd wanted to be entertained, as they were against Watford in the six-one hammering. And we laboured, we did labour for a good seventy minutes with Klopp having to jeer up the cloud, crowd until we beat them 2-0. But I think the seeds of what was to come were sown in November by what Southampton did, sitting sitting back and defending. And I think with all the praise we got as the be- the most flair uh, team in the league, the best foot- playing football team in the league, best attacking side, will rip any side apart, I think The bottom half and the lower half of the table decided we've got to come up with a plan to stop Liverpool playing. It took them a month because December, we had a great December and when the games came thick and fast. And we'll get to that later. But I think the seeds of of a plan to stop Liverpool playing was there that started to be formulated in November.
1: Interesting. Interesting. The um, the comments about the the uh, getting so used to the goals with Watford that reminds me of um, talking to some uh, long time uh, fans who go who have been to, going to Anfield for decades, and they, they talked about the the winning years where they they would literally turn around and say, "Oh, I'm not going. This, I'm not going to the game this weekend. We'll just win again." You know and it was <laughs> <laughs> it, it was such a habit that uh, yeah they were kind of a bit bored of it and um, and there were plenty of games in those days that were weren't raucous and noisy in the stadium and and uh, they were winning because they weren't big games they were just grinding out um uh, results against uh, you know mediocre sides and uh, they, it was it was really the, the the noise really came on the big the big occasions, the big teams and the uh, and the European nights and stuff like that. Um, mm. So, yeah, it was an interesting an interesting parallel there um, <laughs> where we were a little bit too comfortable too, too quickly. Um, the Southampton game for me was, uh, that told me we weren't in a title chase, not being able to put Southampton away. We created a ton of chances to be fair, um, which couldn't burn anything away. I thought Klein might have got his one goal of the season there and, um, we had a, he- a really good headed chance we put wide of the post. And uh, um, Sunderland was just irritating. It was just an annoying game where we just had to break them down and it took forever. and uh, It was just really, really, really annoying to watch. Not miserable football. Um, the, uh, I was I believe Adam Lana might have got injured in that month on international duty. I'm not sure if I'm remembering that right. He certainly yeah. got injured on... Could, could be. Um, and uh, that always takes a few weeks for him to get over. I was a little bit concerned because early in his career, earlier in his career at Southampton, he would uh, never finish ninety minutes, and I was kind of worried, a bit worried about his fragility. And we actually lost yeah, him. You're again. right;
2: he di- he didn't play against Southampton. He wasn't on the bench either, so he must have been injured on international duty. That was when he got injured. I'm not uh, sure he's had a good game. Against
1: Southampton, actually. Sorry? Uh, I'm not sure if he's had a good game down at St Mary's playing for us. No, we had it. Let, yeah.
3: let, let, let's face the it. The 6 1, we, the we 6 played, 1 he played. Yeah. Because oh, okay. he, the entire right. crowd was um, Adam Lalana. You, 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 I don't know. And the yeah. wake up at some point when Adam Lalana, Adam Lalana, you're winning 6 1. He's winning. It was absolutely brilliant because I, re- I like Southampton as, as a club, how they run the business. they're doing absolutely brilliant the way the youth are set up, the way they give chances to their um, to the youth. Um, their academy is brilliant, their fans are absolutely shit. <laughs> That's shit beyond words. I really really detest these guys. You know you're a small team. You have to know that. Yeah, you're on a high now. You're doing well. You're top half of the table in the Premier League. Jesus, guys, three, four, five years ago, you were fighting in the Championship and, and and League One. Have a bit of humility. When your captain says at some point, I think it's time to go, I brought you to the top half of the Premier League table. You applaud him when he comes back you don't start booing him from the first minute. I get the lover in tears because he put in the transfer request and said I don't want to be here but Klein yeah. and and Lallana and Lambert, you know, you've got to understand these guys Liverpool is a bigger team so be a bit more humble respect the ones that helped you get there instead of booing everything um, that comes your way. Ah! this self-entitlement that they have to be in the top half of the table is absolutely ludicrous. How on earth can you say we deserve to be here? When you, five years ago, you tried to win League One, shut up.
1: <laughs> I hate them. I've actually heard we- a Southampton fan on the radio, on a call-in show somewhere, um, and it, just saying, you know, when's this going to stop? with us selling our players, sell our good players. And he really didn't seem to get it that, you know, you pay your players 25 grand a week and, uh, and most other teams will come and pick them up and pay them 60 grand a week. And he just didn't get it. He really, he quite clearly didn't understand what was going on.
2: I wish we would go out and buy their whole scouting team would save us a hell of a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Why it's do not, they, it's, they it's get it's it right? It's not
3: so much as getting their scouts, it's selling ours. Because it became became public knowledge that Brendan Rodgers wanted Virgil van Dijk when he moved from uh, Groningen to Celtic and we got a lorry because the scouts said he wasn't ready. He became Celtic's player of the year instantly. Two seasons later, Rodgers wanted him again and he said, no, we don't think he's ready. Now we need to pay 40, 50, 60, 70 million for him <laughs> because a few fucktards said he isn't ready.
2: That's, no, that's, but that, the, biggest, the biggest problem there in that, in that scenario is Rodgers and he wasn't taken seriously. If Klopp said, I want him, we would have got him. That's, that yeah, that's, uh, right. that's that the difference by between the a Rodgers and a mm. Klopp.
3: That is poor by the club. That is nothing down to Rogers because he was right. And he's been right on quite a lot of players. He wanted the lad from Norwich, the Redmond, who went to um, Southampton and did really well. It shows he's a really good player. He wanted him. He got Markovic. rest is history. He wanted uh, uh, Van Dijk. He got a lorry. The rest is history. He wanted William. He wanted Sanchez. The club couldn't do it.
1: I do, I, I mean, I, I, I did like Elorri, you know, he is fast and he's, you know, he's quite an athlete, but um, but for the Premier League, you know, Brendan Rodgers said it on television more recently, he said, you know, uh, VVD's, he's big, tall and strong, he's, no, he's strong, tall and fast, he said, what more do you want to see, you know, and it was that simple f- from his perspective. And um, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Laurie was a, a youth international and looked and did did look pretty classy. He does he does look very smooth as a as a player. He just turns out he couldn't stay fit. Um, Eighteen but, games uh, for Bordeaux. Big, tall, and strong. You know, he's tall, strong, and fast. You know, and, uh, and that's, uh, that's that's the exact recipe you need for uh, the Premier League, isn't
2: it? Yeah, let's sign Usain Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> He's a United fan. Sorry. <laughs> uh, should have just gone yeah.
1: off him now. <laughs> yeah, go watch your mouth out. <laughs> so, that's November. Uh, if we, if we, has everyone had their say on November? I can't remember now. <laughs> have we done November? I did. I think we have. Yeah, I think
0: we
1: have. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, that's seven points from nine. That, that was an 89-point finish to if we replayed that month, right through the season.
0: Good evening, Ahmed. Good evening. Infidel. So you're a terrorist, yes. I am a terrorist. What kind of terrorist? A terrifying terrorist. Are you scared? Not really, no. And no? Not really, no. Uh (laughs) How about now? No? God damn it. Oh, oh. I I mean, uh, Allah damn it. (laughs) Silence! I kill you!
1: Okay, and continuing with the forecast special and our monthly reviews of the season. Uh, we're into December, into the festive season. Uh, the games are going to come thick and fast now. And uh, we played, uh, we actually played all league games in, in uh, December. Six league games. Uh, we won four of them, one, uh, drew one, lost one. That uh, gave us 13 points uh, out of 18 which if you extrapolate that over the season, replay that month over, and you would finish with 82 points at the end of the season. So uh, uh, it looks like a tough month with the number of fixtures hitting our points a little bit there. The uh, goals, we scored 14, conceded 7. The opponents, we had Bournemouth, West Ham, Borough, and we had Everton, Stoke, and finished the year with Manchester City. Uh, So Bournemouth, we went down to the south coast and managed to grab defeat from the jaws of victory with a a 4-3 loss. The West Ham, we managed to grab a draw from the jaws of victory with a 2-2 draw. Um, Middlesbrough, we had a very impressive game. We beat them 3-0. We played really well, took them apart. They were starting to show their uh, defensive strength. Um, Everton... A wonderful 1-0 finish. I'm sure there's we'll been a lot of time talking about that. <laughs> <State>. Wonderful. Always <laughs> so wonderful. <laughs> Stoke was a 4-1 victory. Home and Manchester City was a hard-fought 1-0, which is an excellent way to finish tie up the year. Um, so we still have plenty to feel positive about. Uh, Christian, you want to kick us off on this month?
4: Yeah, it started badly. I mean, we were... Th- um as far as i remember we were 3-1 up against bournemouth until 20, 20 minutes <laughs> to go left and uh, still lost the game i'm mean, huge disappointment and uh west ham yeah we couldn't get ground um as much with the draw so that is that is when you are in the when you believe you are in a title race i mean that is uh, very very bad and from then i mean it looked like we were getting back on track with Borough, it looked like, for me, like a routine win. And there was not even much cheering by Lallana when he scored the third. Um, Everton was, was a huge game with a, with a last-minute <clears throat> winner of Manet, who was quicker in both body and mind than everyone else. Yeah, Stoke win very good. And, and City, I mean, that was a tactical... The City game was very special because the tactical performance for the team um, was absolutely brilliant. I was very impressed by that. City was a very dangerous team on the attack and we defended really, really well. Like we never did again in the same season. Um, I was very impressed by that game and the huge win by Wijnaldum ended the year for us in a very positive way. Yes.
1: Yeah, great way to finish the year. Um, Keith, December. Yeah. Christmas.
2: Yeah. I think this was the, the start of basically neckering out our small squad. I mean, we played... A lot of games that six games in December so they came thick and fast yeah we we somehow contrived to lose away to Bournemouth it's, it's a game we shouldn't have lost and we all felt cheated about it uh, it was naivety whatever it was it was a game that we should have won as was the game against West Ham which we drew 2-0 we got back onto the winning track from there on, from Middlesbrough downwards to Man City. And I think the first two games of, of, of that month, everybody thought, ah, you know, it shouldn't have happened. We could have won those games. And so we sort of discounted it uh, as we won the next four on the trot. And we were still again flying high. But I think from that moment on, I think we were knackered. Uh, and I and I think with the small squad that we had and the injuries that was to come and Marné leaving for Afcon in in January that was the start of the downfall. For the worst month we ever had was the, in the in the January month. So while December I still think December was decent. It was a good. It was a good performance in terms of winning four, drawing one, and losing one. Uh, it 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 did tire the team out in that hectic uh, festive season because we just didn't have a deep enough squad. The injuries were creeping up on us, and uh, we we were going to lose Monet in in January. So yeah, the seeds were sown there.
1: Yes, and uh, yeah, something that I didn't mention in November is we uh, well we lost uh, Adam Lallana. From the international break for a while, we also critically we lost Coutinho in the Sunderland game <laughs> when he kicked when he kicked that uh, defender, uh, whoever it was, um, and uh, did his uh, did his ligaments in his ankle. Um, so yeah, we, we were weakened definitely. And then in December, of course, we um, lost Henderson. Uh, we, we lost Matip. I not remember about Henderson, but we certainly lost Matip. So some really key
2: players. Oh. Yeah, Henderson. Henderson didn't play against Bournemouth. He was definitely missing for the Bournemouth game. I don't remember that. Yeah, he was not on the team oh. sheet. No. Yeah. I'm just checking now. Again, he, he wasn't. He, was he wasn't on the. He according was, to Liverpool. He he played that month. He played. I, against think, against he yeah. I think he did. Yeah, he did. No, You're right. Yeah. The,
1: midfield, the midfield really let the defending let us down defensively uh, in the Bournemouth game. I seem to remember him being there. Um, Eric, Are yep. Eric
3: overall, what have you got for us? I, th- I thought it was overall uh, a good month. I mean, the 20 minutes against Bournemouth was... Um, it, it, it. Overall, it, it was the start of the downfall of January um, because uh, distractions came. Matip in the AFCON started to become uh, a discussion Mane being that important I don't think anybody would have guessed Mane would have been that very important for us um, that we would miss him that much and and um, Ojo, Origi Emre Chan not doing as much as you hoped uh, Origi scored 3 or 4 games in a in a row, but overall, his... his five games. His, yes, yeah, his, yeah. But his, so, play, his, see, his play wasn't I, uh, brilliant. I mean, yeah, he, he scores five. Ga-
2: he, he scores five in a row, and then you're still moaning about it. <laughs>
3: no, no, I was on, give
2: the lad a break. Give the lad a break.
3: From a striker perspective, it was really good what he did. And the perspective of the way that we had been playing with Firmino linking up, but when we lost Coutinho, we moved Firmino to the left. We had Origi through the middle. Uh, Lalana wasn't available. Um, so we had to find solutions for all different issues at that point, And the backups didn't do enough. I mean, the work rate of Firmino through the middle um, and the work rate of Origi through the middle. Origi is a great striker. I, I really, really rate Origi, um, but not as much in the 4-3-3, um, the way we've been playing with the number six. I think in the 4-2-3-1, we played near the end of, of, of the former season. I think he he really rocks because the wide men's are a bit more wide because there's less room because you play with a number 10. So the wide men have to be wide so they have to be getting crosses in and and that's Origi's really real strength. So um but uh, yeah issues came. Uh, the Fcon came and with Martip not sure Martip in and out of the team, Lovering in and out of the team, small niggles, small small uh, small injuries. Claven being from incredibly boss against Manchester City to be an absolutely terrible um, Klopp also fiddling too much with the back four because I think against Bournemouth he played Lucas which was understand <laughs> no no hold on hold on which was understand which was very understandable I'm just
2: checking I'm checking up
3: uh, I'm quite sure he did yes
2: you're right you're right you're right you're right
3: and that was understandable.
2: Lucas and Lovren.
3: And that was understandable because they had uh, they they played Callum Wilson. as Excuse the me, oh, like i
1: go shoot myself.
3: <laughs> it was understandable because it was all about <laughs> um, finding Callum Wilson and build the play around him. And that means it's the fight for second balls, as 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 as, as the club likes to call it. Nobody in our team does that better than our Lucas Leiva. The fighting for second balls is is his second nature. He does that so well. Um, but as soon as Mane went off injured, um, we lacked the pace up front. We were we allowed them to um, uh, to sit back to 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 put more bodies in front, and he didn't bring on Clavan to either replace Lucas or just sturdy up the defence. Um, that's for me the Bournemouth game is the moment where it showed that Klopp didn't understand the English football just yet because if he knew what he was doing at that point he would have put on either Ejaria or Trent or Ben um, to have that pace up front to, to have that bit of a wild card to put on fresh legs and have them go okay hold on they've got this young lad who's got no fear who will go long go deep just do something we don't know what he'll do we don't know who who the lad is so um you know we, we can't leave another lad um up front we need to have them back um but we invited the pressure and invited it more and we didn't shield ourselves from the pressure so either we would have gone attacking and you know put on another f- fast Fast lad to replace Origo Firmino, whose, whose, whose legs were gone, with a young lad. Nor did we bring on Clavan to say, um, Lucas is great at fighting for second balls, but back against the wall defending, that, that's where he's usually terribly or even worse. So um, <laughs> for, for 70 minutes, Lucas as a centre back made sense. But after that he didn't and he had to do something and he didn't so for me that was down to Klopp not using the squad as good as he could rest Ham game uh, I think we pretty much nailed that game um, if it wasn't for Martin doing something weird and Mignolet not looking that sharp I think it was or was that the last game of, um, of
1: no it was that game oh sorry no, I was um, Carrier's Carrier's not, looking, Paris, great. Yeah. Yeah, not,
3: not, not looking great. Yeah, it not looking great. Yeah, wasn't wasn't that one? I thought it, it was the ball through the middle. That Martib does something weird, and Carrier's coming out very unconvincingly. I think yeah, right.
1: um, yeah. There was well, there was yeah. a free kick, wasn't there, from Piatt, and that that just went through Carreras' hand like it wasn't there. It was a bit weird, and yeah, then. uh fun a lofted ball came over and Mattip slipped. He would have intercepted it, but he slipped. Um, and unfortunately, Lovren had drifted up further forwards um, rather than thinking, you know, just make sure I've got my towel covered. Um, and so uh, it was uh, Antonio, wasn't it? Ran through. Yeah. Yeah, and there was no block made.
3: Yeah, carriers didn't look convincing and I was uh, where he was axed. So we lost one. We drew one. Um, we replaced the goalie, and we were fun. Of, we were uh, one four on the bounce, Continuing
1: So that was the infamous. So that we had the infamous Neville brothers weekend.
3: Yeah, that was the week with the Neville brothers, um, or oh, well, a couple of days because it was Sunday, Wednesday, and then the Middlesbrough game. We were very, very good. We weren't flashy because we lacked too many people, but we were just really good at playing football. Then we had the brilliant uh, uh, Mane goal near the end, with Sturridge showing how good a football player he is. Stoke, where we hammered him, and, and City being that very interesting, very good game of football. With um, that brilliant when all them had him. So, um, overall, it, it was a good month. I mean, um, if you said up front um, you would walk away, uh, with 13 points in that month you would have said right that sounds really good let's do that um you you may have had different outcomes in different games you would have said well bournemouth is a, is a sure win um and, and maybe it's 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 a loss against city but um you know, the amount of points for the month was was solid so yeah overall i think it was a very good month but the problems started to come on.
1: I was trying to think of uh, that, that Bournemouth game. I remember that because early in the game, very early in the game, Origi missed a, missed a goal from like a yard and a half out. <laughs> so he couldn't get a feet sorted out. Straight past him. Um, but uh, I, think he, I, I still think he scored uh, later on. Um, but he did miss uh, misplaced the ball really badly when... Uh, uh, Wiltshire got it, and they scored one of their goals from it. Um, so yeah, he was struggling, and I, it, it's interesting. It'd be interesting to see if it's really that formation that he's struggling to sort of really cope with and, and play a, a full role in. Um, the uh, yeah, the West Ham game was just irritating the way we sort of just gave it away, and um, and really the decision to sort of drop Mignolet and just put Karius in and just have him there non-stop. I think Klopp was hoping that he would find his his confidence and find his form, and it and it didn't really happen. It, there was always something shaky in his performances, um, and eventually, you know, he had to pull him because it was wasn't getting better. It doesn't get better in the Premier League, unfortunately, because as soon as people see something as a weakness, they target it, and the <coughs> pressure, and it's very very hard to uh, to come back from that without getting out of the limelight and doing it, just finding yourself again and and then getting ready to come back in properly. Um, I think the Borough game, I think, uh, match of the day pundits were really going on about how good Adam Lallana is, and he did. He had a fantastic game against Borough. But uh, that, I don't think through the year, I don't think a single pundit picked out the point that Mane creates so much space for the other players because because of what he does, because, the, because he goes at people, he has pace. He goes directly at people, and he kind of the the defenders panic, and the space left behind is great for intelligent players. And uh, the Coutinho's, Lallanas, and Firmino's will always have a field day with uh, when a player like that's making space for them. Um, The the Everton was the one nil. Um, That was fantastic to beat Everton right at the end. and it was Sturridge came on his cameo, and uh, hit the, took the shot. that hit the post, and it came out. and uh, And uh, Mane was first to react to score it. But what people didn't pick up on was the fact that Mane uh, reacted on one side of the keeper, and Firmino reacted on the other side of the keeper. So whichever direction that ball would have come out from the post, <laughs> we, would, we would have scored that goal. Yeah, um, that's right. Uh, it was really, really excellent play from us, and again the intelligence of those forwards. Um, Stoke, I can't remember the game, but you know, just like just like West <laughs> Brom, it's an insult to football talking about Stoke and West Brom. So, quite happy not to. Uh, and City, what a wonderful game! What a what a fantastic game that was! Again, a really hard fight, and uh, and Genie with one of his absolutely. Uh, I wonder if I'm trying to think if that was, that was his first uh, uh, big goal for us. That's not, his first goal
4: for us. And I think it was his first goal. First, first was the uh, sixth one against Watford. Yeah, ah, no. right. That was That's the gone. one. But yeah. this one was a uh, first really important yeah, one.
1: It was quite a straightforward goal against Watford, wasn't it, that he scored? I think he was really close in and he just... Yeah, well, tap it. in. Tap in from yeah, both Yeah, was, right. was a tap in. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Firmino picked up the ball. I think we won the ball somehow. They gave the ball away in our own half. Firmino picked up the ball... Um, Turned. Um, I think Yaya Torre was just doing what he usually does in that position—nothing very much—and uh, <laughs> out of possession. <laughs> and Firmino spins and sends the ball off to Lolano. Uh, I think he actually actually goes to Genie. It goes between Firmino and Genie, and then goes to Lolano. Llorano takes off uh, on the inside left channel, and uh, and Genie follows up through the middle of the pitch, and then you get that early cross. From and that wonderful header from uh, from Genie from uh, the edge of the box. Um, I'm trying to think who the defender was. Uh, I, I can't remember if it was Zabaleta maybe, um, or Kolarov. I, I can't remember who the defender was. I think Pep was trying to use his full backs for centre backs or something. I don't think it was Odomendi. Um But anyway, Genie climbs up, towering above everybody, and hits that hits that header. Absolutely, plumb right into the to the side netting of the of the goal to the keeper's right. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful move and a, an absolutely wonderfully taken goal.
2: It was Ottomendi. Ah, was it? Yeah, uh, yeah. The uh, a, the back the back four was Kolarov, Ottomendi, Stones, and Zabaleta.
1: Yeah, I've got a feeling it wasn't actually Ottomendi He challenged though, for the goal. I can't remember now because it was I can remember. Look yeah, at yeah, play, yeah.
3: looking at play now, Kolarov tries to, to win it. He's too late.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't really do very much at all, does he? Um, but uh, yeah, perhaps problems with his defence. But it was just a wonderful goal, and it's it kind of showcased Genie uh, really with how intelligent he is with his game. You know that kind of really seems to have absorbed that Dutch football education, and it really shows in this game. Keith, have I, have you done December? Yeah. Yeah. Good.
2: Sorry, I couldn't remember no. for a moment there. <laughs> so, so, so the memorable. Person. It was so memorable, was it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you were poking. Yeah. You weren't poking any bears with any sticks in that in that weekend. No, no.
2: That when when you started to men- mention Dutch, I was I was about to start quipping and uh, making a comment about Eric, but I decided not to. <laughs> <laughs> was, Have you? Worked?
3: I decided to be really silent as well. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know, there's a book called "The Undutchables." The Undutchables.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you come across that, Eric? Sorry. Have you come across that? There's a book called "The Undutchables."
3: No, I haven't heard it.
1: Uh ah, there might be a bit of a, a bit of a, a national character assassination going on in that book. But, uh, Next second you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 might be worth trying to pick up a copy of that Uh, see what the world thinks of you
3: (laughs) well we're we're weird we're okay we're just better than you anyway
1: (laughs) (laughs) well you you actually operate a trade surplus against Britain within the EU you're one of the people one of the countries that will want a trade deal with Britain
3: that's how we became as big as we are with as a few people that we have, we've we've started in 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 the 15, 1600s um trading slaves. Or we didn't do much of the trade. Actual trading, we just took um, took on all the the. Um, but oh, this the, politically the trans- correct statement coming up. No, we did all the transportation and the infrastructure <laughs> and how you, how how to be. As as efficient as possible to get as many slaves sellable to the other side of the ocean. Um, we've be, we got rich. Um, well, basically on, on, on human fucking, misery, fucking over <laughs> the entire eastern part of the world. Um, you know, trading them out of uh, out of all the spices and stuff. Um, slavery. We got we got really rich of it. Uh, our monarchy uh, hails from this. This, this German knight um, not really more than just some outlaw so um, you yeah, see that Christian he's that bringing the Germans into this but he
2: had nothing to do with it <laughs> <laughs> no
3: it's it's, it's, it's the true. Germans
1: again it's yeah, true the, we need not
3: blame the Germans that is where <laughs> that's where our, our monarchy comes from just some some pretty ordinary knight it's some outlaw knight who just Know,
2: uh, and the British monarchy stole as well. All is all is living.
3: So, all in all, why why would we stop training? That's that's basically what we do. Uh,
1: um, well, our ex prime minister David Cameron. I mean, his his family fortune comes from a very very wealthy family of finances. and uh, they made their money from slavery. And when the, when the British abolished slavery, they were uh, they were given a, a big payout by the governments, to compensate them. Um, and there was an absolute fortune. Um, and that's where his family's fortune started from. So, yeah, yeah, no, the Dutch aren't alone
4: in that activity.
3: <laughs> so, January then.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Can we skip that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <Yeah>.
1: December. <laughs> back to the
4: matter in hand.
1: Uh, yeah, so anyway, December it was... was definitely, definitely, to- I don't know. <laughs> December was an 82 point season extrapolated over the 38 games. Um, So we had seen since uh, September, we had seen our extrapolated points for the season drop down from a maximum of 114 to 95 points in October to 89 points in November and down to 82 points in December. And that was still above the opening season, the opening month of August, which was down at 51 points. Um, but the uh, the med was about to hit lefan in a, in a major way and uh, stay tuned for january fuck is